in the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unopinion. My name is George Knapp. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the one that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the goose to your maverick, except it ended up being chemicals that killed me over time and not an immediate plane crash. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Thank you. That was a good one there. I wasn't sure where you're going to go with it. <laughs> yes, Chris, today we are going to be discussing the May 14th, 2023 show of Coast to Coast AM, where the one and only Connie Willis interviews Kim Trails researcher and activist Dane Wingington. Mr. Wingington. Yes, and he runs the website geoengineeringwatch.org. Okay, geoengineering watch, very cool. So, 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 so this is just about chemtrails, or are we also going to talk about like controlling weather, manipulating weather, stuff like that? This is going to go into controlling weather through the use of chemtrails, as well as harp and a few other techniques that are, are currently being used by the elites to change climates and kill us all. So all kinds of climate manipulation, dude. I'm so in. Let's go. Shocking about a climate manipulation. But before we get to that, let's check in with our good friend, Tim Banal at the Coast to Coast AM blog. Tim Tam! All right. Today's article. Early morning Monopoly game sparks scuffle with samurai sword wielding man in Belgium. <laughs> That's one heck of a Monopoly game. This feels like a great follow-up to the Hot Pocket shooting, the Samurai Sword Monopoly game. Yes, yes, totally agree. Uh, getting incredibly angry over something that could potentially be incredibly minor. Very true, very true. All right, so from the article. In a bizarre story out of Belgium, an ill-advised early morning Monopoly game drew the ire of a man who went after the players with a Samurai Sword. The very strange incident reportedly occurred this past Sunday when a group of four individuals inexplicably decided to play the popular board game at around five o'clock in the morning on a sidewalk in the city of Brussels. You know, Tim is totally right about this one, Paul. Incredibly inexplicable to start a Monopoly game at 5 a.m. in the morning, dude. No one's ever done it in the history of the planet. These people may be the very first. Not only are they starting at 5 a.m., they're also doing it on a sidewalk in a city. Yeah. What is wrong with these people? They they had to be high. A little sidewalk monopoly, dude. Didn't you grow up doing that? That feels like a coked up idea. Like they were on some kind of speed. I just, dude, eat, like the banker, it would be terrible. I mean, the wind would blow. The money would go all, all over the place. This is insanity. I knew a guy in college that would do this with Settlers of Catan. Like, it would be like 3 a.m. after a party, and he would want to play Settlers of Catan. Just wanted to settle, huh? He just loved settling so much. 
The impromptu gathering understandably annoyed nearby residents and a pair of particularly irritated neighbors took it up took it upon themselves to put a stop to the shenanigans, which ultimately led to one man being hospitalized in life-threatening condition. Oh my lord, did he get sliced with the samurai sword? <laughs> Let's find out. The weird showdown began when a man exited his home brandishing a stick and began arguing with the group. I'm yeah. just going to say, you don't bring a stick to a samurai fight. <laughs> you do- I mean, I just think it's funny that the guy was like, angry and just runs out with a stick that would not be the first thing that i think to do not a stick no but again i'm not european so it's hard to say that's true i mean i just feel like yelling out the window like shut up is funny. shut your mouth we're (laughs) trying to sleep here as tippers flared he was soon joined by his equally ornery son who was armed with a samurai sword yeah dude son coming in clutch dude Son coming in clutch with the samurai sword. Very cool. I want to know how old this kid is. Dude, he's probably like 16. He went to the Arkansas mall that we grew up going to. He went to the guy that right at the entrance of the of the mall had all sorts of knives and swords and battle axes. <laughs> and the and ninja stars. <laughs> and the ninja stars. And that's where he purchased this samurai sword and brought it back to Europe with him. Now I know nothing about this kid, but I can guarantee he watches a lot of anime, mostly anime, almost exclusively anime. And then uh, what's the uh, porno version of it? Hentai. Hentai. Thank you. Probably a lot of that too. It's just, I have friends who have samurai swords and they all are really into anime. I feel like that's a really fair call to make. So fair, dude. So fair. You don't have a samurai sword unless you have some kind of Japanese fetish. Yep. A scuffle subsequently ensued, and the katana-wielding man, as well as one of the Monopoly players, wound up being injured by the fearsome blade. Good lord, dude. What? Keep going. I gotta find out what happened. While the later suffered only minor injuries and faces no legal repercussions from the incident, the owner of the samurai sword was not so lucky, as one of his arteries was pierced by the weapon during the brawl. Wait, the guy whose samurai sword it was is the one who got most injured? Yeah, uh, (laughs) that's a plot twist. (laughs) That's a plot twist that I didn't see happening. I guarantee you... He freaking sliced himself when he was trying to put it back into its sheath. Oh, my. And it not only hurt himself, but he sliced an artery. Like, that's bad. That's bad. That's a deep cut. I have a feeling that he didn't actually have any samurai sword training. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he knew how to use that. Other than, like, waving it in his room, like, about his head. No, he had no training with a sword. You really should have a license to own a samurai sword. I just don't want people walking on the street with that. Unless you're the guy who goes uh, hiking with a samurai sword so he can uh, sever ghosts that attach himself. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> that what guy? a callback. <laughs> what a callback. No, uh, you use a sword. Yeah, use a sword, you, baby. Or you take a spoon and you rub it down your neck. Keep the ghosts away. He is currently said to be in critical condition, and should he survive the ordeal, will be heading directly to jail for his role in the fight. Wow, dude. What an absolute fascinating story. A Monopoly fight potentially turned deadly. That gets a gold star and goes on 
the kitchen fridge. That story does. That's an excellent one. If that dude cuts his artery a little <laughs> bit worse, he's dead. He's dead because he ran out to yell at people playing Monopoly with a sword. And it wasn't even one of the Monopoly players that gets hurt. It's the person who brought out the sword. Instant karma. Incredible, dude. Don't go to Europe. Things yes. get wacky in Europe. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, that was our Tim time today. Now for some housekeeping. If you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. You'll get access to patrons-only episodes. So check out the link in the show notes. You can sign up for as little as $2 to sh- support the show. Uh, this past week, we did a special uh, Naps News Corner, which is uh, one of George Naps' favorite news articles from the week that we read through. Uh, if you want to send us your posi vibes, c2c pod at gmail.com is where you can contact me if you want to contact chris you can go on a reddit on our subreddits uh, i think is what it's called coast to coast pm and last thing drop us five stars on spotify and apple and leave a comment on apple if you can we love reading those comments so uh please drop more i think we're still at 4.6 and i want to be at least 4.7 4.7 or we don't go to heaven that's what they say. So uh, please support us. That's the easiest way to help us out, man. Algorithm us. We need the five stars. Um, that's all my shilling, I think, for today, Chris. So let's get to the episode. Let's do it. All right. May 14, 2023. Connie Willis interview about Kim Trails with Dane Wigington. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Kim Trails, it's basically the idea that you know, like contrails, Chris, those like lines in the sky that planes leave, the little white lines. Yeah, the the plane clouds. The little plane cloud lines, yeah. Yeah. Everyone sees them. The idea is that those aren't actually like condensation from planes flying really high in the air. It's chemicals being seeded into the air by the government. It's actually deadly chemicals. So, <laughs> so Dane... I think has a really strong start here. So I want to give him a shout out for that. Let's let's see how he enters the show. Well, Paul, hold up one second. I just want yeah. to give a quick Connie Willis shout out, dude. Haven't heard her in a bit. When when was the last time we even did Connie? Was it one of it was like something like the Shadow People or Hat Man or one of those? It was something weird like that. I don't recall exactly what it was, but I think we've only done like a Connie episode. I think we've only done one Connie episode, so I'm glad we're getting a second one in here. Yeah, so we'll we'll get this one in. Uh, Dane starts the show. Let's see. Let's see how he kicks it off. So he's the lead researcher administrator of the website geoengineeringwatch.org. Check that out. Look at all the information there. Amazing stuff. Dane has a background in solar energy, former employee of Bechtel Power Corporation, licensed contractor in California and Arizona, devoted the last 20 years of his life to constant research on the issue of covert global climate engineering operations and the effort to expose and halt them. He's been all over the place talking about it, and I am very happy to bring him on and have him on here with me tonight. Welcome, Dane. It's very nice to meet you. Pleasure, Connie. Uh, My deepest gratitude to you and Coast to Coast for the constant effort to expose what most of the public, in this case, in regard to the climate engineering operations, they they don't know this is going on. And if we quantify this, 
What's going on in our skies should mathematically and statistically be considered the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm because we cannot hide from the toxic elements they're spraying. Dang, dude. Chemtrails is the second most important thing on this planet right now. Apart from a nuclear apocalypse. And nobody's talking about it. No one's talking about it. Except him. Right. And his well, website. Thank God we got somebody talking about it with Connie Willis on Coast to Coast AM, dude. And we about to listen to it. Dude, that was the most extreme intro where he's like, this is on par with the nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. I'm about to blow your minds and we are almost living through an apocalyptic situation right now. Yes. Yes, we are. And here's the other thing, Chris, is that you can't deny this is not occurring. The evidence is overwhelming. It's all around us. And shortly after I occupied the home and was utilizing my renewable energy system, I was losing massive amounts of my solar power uptake, like 70, 80% on some days, strictly from what the aircraft were emitting in our skies, no natural cloud cover at all. And that's not a loss of 70, 80% of total light. That's simply a blocking of direct sunlight, which renders solar panels useless. So I, I knew clearly that wasn't just condensation, began to test my precipitation. I looked for climate engineering elements, found them, continued to test. The elements continued to go higher and higher. And at this point, we have so much data on this issue, including film footage of these aircraft up close, taken at altitude, nozzles visible, turning on and off. We have mountains of data. There, there is no rational denial that climate engineering operations are going on all over the globe. Governments are not going to tell us because of the massive incalculable liability that would be created. Every single weather event at this point is a potential liability to them in addition to the planetary contamination. Dude, he's just going to hit us with a lot of stuff every single time, huh? Oh, it's so rapid fire with this guy. I, I don't think he's okay, to be honest. Like, I think he needs to go, like, touch the grass a little bit. So I, I got a couple of things here, Paul, because this really is the first clip. He sounds like he is kind of professionally educated. I don't know how professionally educated he actually is. Um, he worked for an energy company and he's a contractor. Right. So doing and it sounds like doing solar panel stuff. So he has solar panels at his house. Okay. I don't know exactly how much solar work he was doing. Well, though, Connie really. mentioned the solar work explicitly yeah. at the beginning. So I assumed that it was uh, somewhat of an important part of his resume, but maybe not. I don't know. But, I mean, it, so he does sound like he does have, at least we'll say, some technical knowledge. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I don't know. It's more the, like... It, official education, I'm unsure of. Right. But he, he does seem to work in this field, yes. Yeah. And then the other thing that I thought was pretty interesting is that the chemtrails are putting out so much or or are, are blocking the UV and energy from the sun so much that he's getting 80% reductions. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we would notice that. You would think, yeah. Does he have a claim about that? No, he doesn't really back it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. So not only not only is not only are they poisoning us through the chemtrails, they're also manipulating the climate with the chemtrails and trying to cool down the planet. 
Yeah, pretty much. So okay. it's, I think the poisoning in itself is um, secondary. It's not the main purpose. The main mm -hmm. purpose is they are trying to control climate. And it just so happens that the result of that is poisoning us. So this guy almost seems like he is coming at this as kind of a lefty, though. In that, so he's, I won't say he's a lefty. Because he does bring up Al Gore at one point and then talks about how he doesn't agree with Al Gore. He thinks Al Gore is a shill and all this stuff. But Al Gore was on point about the environmental degradation. But that's that just him admitting to climate change. I would argue he's coming at this from the left. So he doesn't necessarily admit to climate change. He admits to environmental degradation. I don't think on this episode he actually specifically discusses climate change, really. Okay. All right. Um, but they are but they are affecting the climate to cool things down. No. They are, yeah. That would mean that things are getting hotter. If so facto, the dude kind of does believe in at least like some kind of global warming or something. Yeah, and I, I'm very uncertain about his politics, to be honest, but there are a lot of conservatives who do say the earth is warming, but won't say it's because of human um like burning of fossil fuels right it's yeah, just it's like all about that it's a natural baby, cycle it's that sweet baby sun dude getting yes. hotter dude it's just getting hotter and hotter and we're like oh yo cool down a little bit so mm -hmm. we're gonna have to figure out how to turn it down and the way that we figured out how to turn it down is to blast chemicals into our atmosphere yeah, pretty much. It's it's essentially Snowpiercer. If you've watched Snowpiercer, right. the reason why they are on a train and the whole world has frozen is because global warming was occurring. So the government seeded the chemical to try and cool Earth down, but they caused a giant ice age instead. So that's sort and of that's what's, what's happening. happening right now. Yeah, life. but it's not as severe as an ice age. You're just poisoning our lungs. Chris, here's the thing. The environmental community itself is apparently also in on this. So they're all lying to us about what's going on. Think about this hypocrisy. You have the entire so-called environmental community, governments all over the globe, that are either actively or passively participating in what's called solar radiation management. That's what these programs are labeled as, intentionally putting light-scattering particles into the atmosphere to block some of the sun's incoming thermal energy to slow down the warming. So the same governments that are participating in all this, including our own, are intentionally blocking out direct sunlight are also pushing solar power and we have some of the largest commercial photovoltaic plants that's commercial solar power plants that are producing about half what their design output was supposed to be and nobody will acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in the sky that is blocking direct sunlight how hypocritical is that how absurd and insane is that the thing is that Ch china was doing this for the olympics they were forcing it to rain sometimes through the use of cloud seeding. The, I mean, the U.S. has done it. And are we actively doing it? I don't know. But people have done experiments of, you know, blasting elements into clouds to make it precipitate. It happens. And that is, kind, that is a form of climate manipulation. Yeah, it's not. Here's what I'll say. It's a question of scale um, and con whether or not there's a conspiracy around it, because China was also public that they were doing that. Right. It wasn't a secret right. that they were making yeah. it rain. Um, 
quite literally. But what, because what he's saying is that like our domestic and military craft are constant. Like whenever you see those trails, those trails are not natural in the sky. They're constantly doing this to control the weather. And I think the other thing with cloud saving is that like we can make it rain sort of. So it's like it. I, I think it's like 10% additional precipitation can occur through cloud seeding, right? It's just like a little bit. So it helps, especially for China and the Olympics. They are needing to like make a river more wet, then they can do that and it'll help out. But it's not as effective as our boy Dane is making it sound. Right, right, right. But I mean, and I'll, uh, and I'll give this to him as well. That exhaust is probably not good. And that we are shooting it straight into the upper atmosphere is probably bad. It's probably not a good thing, right? <laughs> like, like I think about the exhaust that comes out of my car. If I sat in an enclosed space and let my car run, I would die eventually. A plane is using so much more energy. So much more exhaust is coming off that I uh, that I don't doubt that they are putting off some bad stuff that is going straight into our upper atmosphere. Again, like you were saying, is it as bad as he's claiming? No, I don't. I don't think so. But it's it's probably not good. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is that like he he's correct in that all of these planes are doing damage to the Earth. Uh, now, the source of the damage, I think I would very much disagree with, because I don't think it's that there are these little nozzles on airplanes that are shooting out toxic chemicals, right. which is what he says. Um, I think it's it's pumping out like carbon dioxide and that kind of stuff into the atmosphere, which like what are the like people talk about and we've talked about like electric cars and shit. Electric cars are not actually the problem. It's like manufacturing. It's the military. It's airplanes and jet engines. Like that's what's pumping the majority of the stuff into the atmosphere. Uh, not, you know, your, your F-150 that's you switching to a Prius isn't necessarily going to solve the climate issue. It's a structural system that we have problems with including airplanes. Now, so like, you know, like we always say, he's directionally right right now. Just, I don't know if we're going to solve the problem thinking that it's uh, chemtrails. Right, but it's petrochemicals. Like he's calling it whatever, I don't care. He's like, oh, they're putting sulfate or whatever it is. Okay, fine. Like there's probably some sulfate in the petrochemical trail that this airplane is shooting out behind it. And, and what he's saying is that there is a nozzle that's intentionally shooting out gas that is not a byproduct of the plane. Oh, he's actually saying that? He's actually saying that. Okay. So that's where he it falls apart. It's not just like planes are putting bad stuff into the air. It's like there is a nozzle and he says right. he has pictures of the nozzles that are intentionally shooting out these trails with chemicals that have nothing to do with air travel. Shooting out secret super sauce. That's where he goes crank. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the secret super sauce. But here's the other thing, Chris, is that they also have weather weapons. So that's cool. Let's hear about that. And they are using now, under the guise of solar radiation management, they are using weather as a weapon, Connie. And we see systematic targeting of agricultural producing regions, either flash flood, flash drought. We see massive hailstorms. 
We know the contamination in the rain, many elements, but starting with aluminum, we have peer-reviewed study to prove that our rain is, that is contaminated with aluminum. We have hundreds of lab tests to prove that. Aluminum affects soil microbiome. It affects root systems, be it crops or forests. It causes organisms to shut down nutrient uptake. So trees in the forest die slowly, crops don't produce, and we're seeing, again, a systematic targeting of agricultural regions. If you control the food supply, you control populations, period. I, again, I don't know about all the, the aluminum and stuff, but all the petrochemicals that we are pumping into our soil, all of the nitrogen that is running off into the river systems, I mean, all of this is bad stuff. Which, if he were talking about that, I would totally agree with him. Right. That's the problem. I would totally right. agree with him. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. a gigantic issue. You're right. Like, dude, our our agriculture that's, like, dousing everything in chemicals, it's running off into the Mississippi, going into the Gulf, and creating these, like, awful algal blooms. It's, like, killing all the fish. These are all huge issues. Right. And this is the thing, right? This is all happening right now. Yeah. That's all real. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this is also my favorite thing. You don't even need the climate change part to really talk about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it, like it's, this is humanity destroying the environment. I'm not talking about is the planet heating up. I'm not talking about all these different crazy things and paper straws and electric cars. I'm just talking about the way we grow our food is destroying the environment and the downstream effects that these things have that affect people like hunters, people like fishermen who are losing their, their, their access to these environments because of these petrochemicals that are affecting the whole entire planet at this point. And to Dane's credit, he does seem to um, he does recognize the environmental degradation that has been done by human civilization, but he follows it up with the biggest issue facing the environment, though, is this geoengineering. So, like, the, the degradation is very important and should be addressed, but we have to in address the, the chemtrails and geoengineering first. Right. Seems to be what he's saying. Right, right, right. Because it's like a nuclear apocalypse. Number two, dude. Number two thing in the Which, world. To be fair, if every like commercial plane and all of these military vehicles are producing these chemtrails and actually shooting out chemicals into the environment, like yeah, it probably is the biggest threat to the environment. It's <laughs> I mean, a he's pretty not wrong. big threat. It's a pretty big threat. Yeah. If he were to be right, he wouldn't be wrong in that statement. <laughs> but here's the thing: all the petrochemicals and all the chemicals and all the microplastics and all that stuff. Like that's real. That's yeah. actually happening. I have like one pound of plastic in my body right now. Yeah. 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 Just floating around. That's actually happening right now. But you know what else can happen, Chris? What? They can shut off all water to the West coast if they want to, because they have that kind of control. Oh, of course they do. And that's forest thinning. We are losing forest. Primary reason is because we have contaminated rain. We have climate engineering, the single biggest factor, again, I'm not ignoring the other factors, but it's the single biggest factor disrupting rainfall. They can shut the precipitation off the regions as long as they want. 
whatever the agenda and the objective, we know they've done that to the West Coast before this year because we can see it on satellite imagery. So we have forests that go six to nine months without water now instead of three, again, excluding this year, which they let us have some rain this year. And we have contaminated rain. We have geoengineering is destroying the ozone layer, single biggest factor. When people are told that it's their hairspray can destroying the ozone layer. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's geoengineering. Ridiculous. That is the biggest cause destroying the ozone layer. Right. So again, some of this is just like he's putting more of an emphasis on this cabal of secrecy than just the way that humanity works. Like the West Coast is getting less water because there wasn't all that much water to begin with. Yeah, because, I mean, half of California is a desert. (laughs) And then same thing with Nevada, same thing with New Mexico, same thing with Arizona. And we've put millions of people into these states who all need gallons of water a day. Like, we are stealing all the water from where it needs to be and putting it into our cities where a lot of it does get wasted. Well, and the, the funny thing, too, is that California is actually getting a lot of rain. So what he says is, oh, well, they shut off the water, but they let us have some. So it's like no matter what happens in California, it proves his point. Right. Which leads me to believe it's bullshit. Right. Because <laughs> then, it, if it's a drought again next year, then it's like, oh, they shut it back off. If it's raining again next year, oh, they're just letting us have a little more water. But here's the thing. Governments and corporations do own the water supply. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, the the state water project in California, like the government has built a gigantic man-made river from Northern California to Southern California because they put a bunch of people in the desert, which is L.A. Like, L.A. should not have a city, but it right. it does. <laughs> so they steal everyone else's water. Right. But, and, 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 but like I said, you know, I at the end of the day, you could go down to the river, but... You know, let's just say something happens. Yeah, you could get your water shut off. Well, and the the other funny thing, too, that he mentions is the ozone and how it wasn't the chemicals we were putting in hairspray that was causing the ozone to deplete. I That's just wrong. Like, the ozone was being depleted. There were CFCs and all of this stuff that we were doing. And then when we cut out CFCs, the ozone started healing. And the ozone has been healing itself, and it's getting better. So it's like... Proof pop. That's one of the things that the environmental community has done that's been very effective is they banned these harmful chemicals that were in a ton of products. And once we banned it, the ozone started healing. Like that, that's effective. It's working. <laughs> I think his point there, and I'm you're right, he's going more extreme, but I think he does have a point in that, like this in this corporations put the adherence to the environment on the individuals and not on the corporations and the like government and stuff like that. Right. It's like, well, you have to start driving an electric car. Well, you have to start changing your hairspray. Well, you have to change the way you eat. You have to change. You know what I mean? Instead of like the folks who are actually doing the vast majority of the pollution the things that are actually destroying the environment don't have to do anything, right? What was actually causing the ozone depletion was the refrigerants we were using in these giant manufacturing wide scales. 
right? And yes, the hairspray had a little percentage of it. But the vast majority of the chemicals were coming from these huge refrigeration centers, these refrigeration train cars, these all these ways that we used to do refrigeration was really what was causing the vast majority of the damage, but it was my hairspray that had to change. And again, it was good that we changed the hairspray, but that's what we focused on instead of the mega huge corporations that were really doing the majority of the pain. So I, I will agree with you on everything else except CFCs with that because CFCs, it was banned entirely. So right. corporations yes. also yes. couldn't use it. Yes, yes, yes. You are correct. You yeah. are correct. But I'm just, I'm still saying that the CFCs, that's what we talk about. That's what we learned about in school is like, well, it was in hairspray. Yeah. But and now when you it, don't get to use that hairspray that you like. When it right? comes to the rest of, um, it, you know, protecting the environment as well, it's like a lot of like, oh, vote with your fork. You know what I mean? Like it's the individual right. consumer who needs to make these adjustments buy an electric car that costs 50k um and not like maybe you know the military should stop burning like billions of tons of fossil fuels like every single minute you know what i mean like it's the classic it's the classic you're just not voting hard enough yeah yeah that's what the problem is yeah well the other problem too is chris is that they're coating the forests and chemicals and that's why we have wildfires so that's not helping either I've seen some of these these fires and just uh, empathically, they are just so vicious. And you, it, when you see one, uh, it, it it makes you cry. It, it They're just out of control and they're just, I, I understand totally what you're saying. You know, all this stuff up in the air and then it has to go down to the ground as well. And so a lot of that burning is from that on the ground that's not, that's synthetic that's made up that's a chemistry right that is just burning is that exactly. correct you're exactly right thank you for oh, bringing up that point connie geez. you're exactly right in addition Sick. to everything Sick. i've already Sick. stated drying out the forests we have the uv the toxins killing soil microbiome roots we have exactly what you just stated these elements are an incendiary dust aluminum is used in thermite that's a demolition material and this incendiary dust is coating forest foliage and the forest floor and that absolutely contributes to the ferocity of the fires. Dude, he just like keeps on getting it wrong. Like the, his problem is right. We do have a problem with forest fires. Yeah. His solution, what he is seeing is causing the problem is off. We yeah. do have a problem with forest fires. We do not manage our forests correctly. And it is typically politics that cause us not to manage our forests correctly. Mm -hmm. And that is why we are having these giant fires. Now, arson is somewhat the case, right? Going back to our petrochemicals. But this like aluminum is coerting the forest is a silly way to like look at the problem that we're having. And the other thing too, like when we think about like his his particular brand of lore on this, right? Because we're a lore podcast. It's really what we're all about in the end. I think that's Love really the lore. That's that's really the the theme of this podcast. I don't get the point of all this. And Connie actually tries to ask him a couple times, and he can't seem to give a good answer because 
the seeding of chemicals in the sky, okay, if we're going to say that the Earth is warming, we can say it's natural or man-made. Either way, it's getting hotter, and they want to cool it down. Okay, that would make sense. Why are they burning the forests? Why are they intentionally having gigantic forest fires? I don't understand that. What is that yeah, doing? That's doing the opposite of what you are intending. You're literally putting millions, if not billions of tons of carbon into the atmosphere. Which is going to, yeah, which is going to heat it up. And then also, guess what? All these assholes live in D.C. And right now, D.C. is full of smoke from right. the forest fires in Canada. So they're yeah. all breathing in smoke it's it's smoky where i am dude i can't even see the mountains anymore because of how much smoke is here like yeah, i don't understand but the true billionaires have their bunkers in new zealand so they're not actually affected the ponds are affected like the rooks and the knights are affected but king and queen dude they're hanging out in new zealand in a mountain bunker are they there right now though Possibly. I don't know where they are, dude. They may be on a yacht. Who knows? That's true. They're probably on a yacht. It's an ultra super yacht that can like withstand a nuclear blast. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it doesn't track, right? Like we're trying to cool yeah. it down, but we're burning the forests. I'm like, which, you got to pick a lane here, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm developing that this man may be an intellectual narcissist like our flat earthers. It's it's possible. It's quite possible. Uh, but here's the thing is that he really starts breaking Connie's head. Like, here's Connie having a hard time grappling with these new revelations she's hearing. And I'm saying it, it is that bad. And for those to think that those Amazing. who run the military are here for their benefit, I know we have honorable military men and women that think that they're serving some benevolent force. That couldn't be further from the truth. Who, who's running the U.S. military? Who are they at the top? They are those who print the money. Those who run the central bankers, they control the military. Thus, they control the country. And anybody who thinks otherwise is simply not familiar with the facts. I, I'm still just dumbfounded from the things that I've seen. I've, I've, you know, I've heard people talk about chemtrails a lot and, and exactly what you're, you've been talking about. And I just, yeah, okay, okay. But this is the first time I've had to really delve into it. And the the amount of information you have found yourself and brought to attention on your website and the doc that I've seen, that's just only a itty bitty bit that I've seen of what you have. Connie's convinced. She's so convinced. Completely convinced. Yeah. And, and all she did was watch an hour of his documentary and it just sold her. This is good stuff, dude. Like I said, <laughs> he's like, He's directionally right, right? He keeps on bringing up all these things that we can see with our own eyes, Yeah, right? I can look up right now and probably see a quote-unquote chemtrail. Yeah. And I'm not just going to see it once. If I'm looking up at the sky throughout the day, I'm going to see them all the time, Right. I see these wildfires that are huge and the news is always like, this is the biggest wildfire of a decade of a century of whatever long, right? The biggest in the West coast, the biggest in Canada. Okay. I can see all these things. Right. And I, and, and, and it's hard for me to make sense of them. If I, if I don't know what it is and to think that they're all connected is not that ridiculous of a thought, right? Because it kind of is all connected. But he's making the wrong connections. It 
it's funny that you say that because uh, in in that you just kind of uh, connected them to flat Earth because I think you're you're right in terms of the intellectual narcissism and also the dependency on like I look up and see something. You know what I mean? It's like with flat right. earthers saying I look out and the Earth is flat. With the chemtrails, it's like I look up and there's this line of white in the sky from this plane that it has to be something, right. and it doesn't is the thing. And to the intellectual narcissism point. I watched the first little bit of his documentary in preparation for the show. And he starts it off with like a gif of how a jet engine works. And then just like says, you can't make water out of this. And then he has just a video clip of a plane with a contrail behind it. And then says like, end of discussion. Like this is clear evidence. There's no way that you can refute this. I'm like, but you can't because jets do make condensation there's impurities and there's moisture in the air and it freezes and it makes that trail so like just the idea that he could just put a gif and a picture of a contrail and say like conversation over is an absurd thing to do yeah but to his point it's not just water there is he's saying he's he's saying that the water can't be made though he's saying that there can be no condensation oh okay that he's saying that it ab- there absolutely can't be any condensation. he's saying contrails should not exist essentially okay yeah all right which okay. is the silly thing all right yeah. i'm still i mean i do kind of though i'm kind of with them though we are just kind of blasting chemicals into the deep atmosphere And I think about all these millionaires and billionaires with their own little private planes when it's just them or two people on them. How many chemicals are those bastards putting into the atmosphere? Oh, an enormous amount, dude. And that's the thing is that like the worst possible thing you could do is fly in a private jet. Like that's like a year of me driving my car at least. Right. Exactly. Gnarly. Just to go from like San Francisco to L.A. real fast, you know? Right. Now, here's the thing. I, I was saying it's condensation, Chris, but that's just because I'm a normie, and he doesn't like normies. The whole condensation trail narrative, massive deception. Not only do we have film footage of them turning on and off, we know that all military tankers, all commercial aircraft, have what's called a high-bypass turbofan jet engine. It's a jet-powered fan. 90% of the air that moves through the engine is not combusted. By design, that engine is nearly incapable of producing any condensation trail, except under very rare circumstances. So, again... The whole condensation trail narrative is an absolute blatant, glaring line. People should be able to figure this out. You wouldn't have grid patterns one day and nothing the next if if this was condensation. You're really into this whole condensation thing, dude. I'm already over it. You're already over the condensation? I don't give a crap about the condensation. You love going down The entire crux of his argument hinges on the fact that condensation is not possible and that contrails would not exist without intentional spraying. We've already... already discuss that this guy is an intellectual narcissist i that I'm, I'm over like let's do something else now <laughs> i want to get back to the weather weapons all right let's get to harp we'll get to harp and yeah for, since dude, this was harp. since this is not a visual podcast i was flipping chris off um let's go to harp how does harp fit into all this Great question. Very, very important part of this equation. So right now, we're having record high temperatures in the West Coast. Not sure you saw that, but this is record-shattering temperatures under what's called the high-pressure heat dome. And we have the so-called meteorological community pretending this is just nature when it's not. We know with HARP, 
that it, it is a weapon of mass destruction. It is an ionosphere heater. It's not speculation. Your listeners can look up ionosphere heater and see what they do. That's what HARP is. So when HARP is pointed in a certain part of the atmosphere and beams 3.5 million watts of power into it, it causes an, the ionos, in the ionosphere it causes an electrical chain reaction which heats it to immensely high temperatures that bulges the atmosphere up and down. The downward push of the atmosphere is a high-pressure heat dome. So why would they do that? By controlling the atmospheric pressure zones, they control the upper-level wind currents, which then controls where the moisture goes. So, Connie, think of the front of a, a car. You've seen the front of a car where the fan belt goes clockwise around some pulleys, counterclockwise around other pulleys, very, mm -hmm. very complex. That's what they're doing with the jet stream. They're literally manipulating it. Playing God. With the weather, yes. You're totally right, though. I, I'm not understanding why are they doing this stuff? I have no idea. I can't figure yeah. it out. I listened to two hours of this guy. I couldn't figure it out. Is it just because they can? I don't like he seems to act like there is some sort of intent or some master plan, but he doesn't really go into what it is. And then he also talks about how they're going to like essentially try and kill all of us when we find out about it. But I'm like, well, why are we doing it? Like, this is so much effort. Right. A lot of effort. Like, I kind of get why you would want to have a super crazy heat ray. That would be helpful against enemies. Well, and I think it goes back to, because he was talking about he who controls the weather controls the world. So I guess there's power in being able to control it in this way. That's but so like, funny. That's such a funny thing, too. <laughs> <It's> he <laughs> who controls the weather controls the world it's like something out of like the penguin would say in a batman comic yes, or something, you dude, know exactly or like mr freeze <laughs> whoever controls the sewers controls the city but it's just so chaotic all the different things they are doing where i'm just like i don't get the point uh but chris are you familiar with harp i can't remember if we've talked about it on the show or not i believe we have mentioned harp on the show I know, I think Bill Cooper wrote about it in Pale Horse, but it's a high-frequency active auroral research program, or HARP, which is basically this thing in Alaska, and it's a series of these, like, arrays that are shooting radio signals into the ionosphere to, like, see what happens. And that is a real thing, right? Yeah, it's it's 100% real. You can look it up. It's on Wikipedia, and it has been the subject of so many weather control conspiracies like it's come up on art show a number of times where callers call in and bring up harp um but it's basically just shooting up radio signals and then seeing how it like excites the ionosphere but naturally if you have a giant array that's doing this everyone's going to be like it's a weather weapon what are they hoping to learn from that paul you know i've looked into it and i don't really know <laughs> i think it's just how the ionosphere works um let's let's see if i can find it Okay, so research at HARP has included plasma line observations, stimulated electron emission observations, gyrofrequency heating research, and air glow observations along with high-velocity trace runs. Um, I don't know what any of that means. I was going to say, Paul, that sounds like weather manipulation and destroying the jet stream to me. You know, he may be right about this one. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> a little too complicated, which means conspiracy. Yeah, dude. Big time. I didn't understand one of those words. Well, let's let's talk about what he thinks it is, because apparently radio waves can control water. 
in the atmosphere. You were showing the radio frequency and you were showing how it affected water. I found that amazing. What what does that mean? What can that do? The possibilities are almost limitless with what they can do with the RF frequencies and atmospheric moisture, as well as an atmosphere that, again, is saturated with these electrically conductive particulates, which ionizes the atmosphere, makes it more electrically conductive. So we not only have installations like HARP, which we talked about briefly earlier, but we also have massive networks of ground-based frequency transmitters that can and are manipulating precipitation and storms on the ground. Again, we can speculate as to the agendas and objectives, but the fact that this is occurring is beyond question. Connie, you remember Hurricane Harvey, that they knew seven days in advance where that storm would go and that it would sit there and rain for days. Yeah. They knew yes. seven days in advance. How could they possibly know? Because that's what was scheduled. Dang, they're scheduling hurricanes? Apparently they're scheduling them. But why are they telling the news? Right. Yeah. Why would why would NOAA, which is the National Oceanic and Atmosphere Administration, why would they let everybody know, hey, this thing's just going to sit on top of you for seven days? They'll be giving up the game. Yeah, dude. And here's the thing. Our models are becoming more and more accurate every year. They are, for sure. They still sort of suck, though. Yeah, you know, they're still not perfect. They're still not perfect. So I don't really know. I don't really get that argument, but who, who? I, I'm just a normie, so whatever. I'm still just, I, I wish I could understand what is being accomplished by all of this. Like, is it just a means of controlling the populace? So let's, Connie asks him directly, why are they doing this? So let's get to his answer. Yes. And we'll see if that helps clear anything up. When you say, okay, so they are, okay, let me see if I can get this out again here. Are they saying, hey, we, we believe that the earth is getting too warm. So we're going to go and modify it and fix it. And this is why we're doing this. Is that what is being said or anything said at all or totally dismissed? And is, and what is the real reason for it, do you believe? Okay, the reasons are many. I want to make that clear. This is a very complex scenario. The official stated purpose for aircraft dispersions of toxic light scattering particles in our skies is solar radiation management to block some of the sun's incoming thermal energy to slow down the warming of the planet. But Again, what does that do even at face value? The, the downstream- it sounds like we're doing it. It sounds well, like we're are. making it happen. Well, that's the yeah. absurdity of this, though, is you have the entire global so-called climate science community and all official sources, our government and others, all saying we need to do this immediately. We need to put jets in the sky to spray these particles, but that's not really what we're seeing. You're not really seeing what you're seeing, but that's what it would look like if it was going on. But, I mean, the denial of this issue is patently absurd at this point. Absurd. Did that help? <laughs> Not at all, dude. If anything, it made it more confusing. Because, I mean, the thing is that there are people calling for geoengineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is super real. Right. And so they're calling for geoengineering, and yet we are doing the geoengineering. 
but yet it has to be secret that we're doing the geoengineering. But there's some people being very vocal about needing to to do the geoengineering, but we're not doing the geoengineering yet. Yeah. That seems t- way too complex. It's very complicated. He needs to w- tighten this up. And at the end of the day, dude, lizards love heat. So what is he talking about? Like the elite lizards are not going to want to make the world cooler. They're going to want to turn the heat up. That's another possibility here. So maybe that's what they're actually doing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, Venus with the runaway greenhouse where you just pump it. You burn up forests and we're just going to bake. We're going to bake. Right. The, the weather, the, the weather becomes so stifling that any UV light is absolutely trapped yeah within the within the planet they're not keeping the uv out dude they're trapping the uv in yeah (laughs) the uv isn't trapped in here with me i'm trapped in here with the uv light so we got a uh we got a caller chris it's a lady from louisiana who's apparently getting doused in these chemicals for real though dude in louisiana she's surrounded by petrochemicals (laughs) she's screwed Thank you for taking my call, Connie. I live in Mandeville, Louisiana. I see these airplanes all the time crisscross. They are not contrails. These are chemtrails. What he's telling is the truth. And what happens is they spray my neighborhood all the time. These these, uh, chemtrails open up. You have a blue sky. Then all of a sudden you have completely white. If you have a swimming pool, the particles go in your swimming pool. You have to clean out your swimming pool, so you have to test it. When they test the swimming pool with the water, with these particles in it, it comes out aluminum oxide, barren. Everything he's telling you is the truth. They are spraying the sky. It seeds the sky, and what happens after, four days after, it rains, and when it rains, sometimes it brings in tornadoes, and you also see the wind start blowing harder than before. If you notice, you don't have any bumblebees anymore because it kind of kills them. It also falls in your hair, and if you have COVID, sometimes it makes the COVID worse. Again, dude, she's so close, <laughs> right? I mean, there are petrochemical plants dotted throughout all of Louisiana, especially towards the south. Mm -hmm. And these things are putting up insane, disgusting, horrifying chemicals that do get trapped into the lower atmosphere. Mm -hmm. That do get, they do get trapped in clouds. And it ends up in our water. Like this, these are all things that will end up in your swimming pool. It'll probably end up in your hair. Um, But yeah, it's like, you're like, she's right. And that she's getting doused in chemicals. It's just like the origin points of the chemicals, you know? Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So Chris, I got one last clip for you to wrap us up. Um, And Connie asks, you know, is this going to kill all of humanity? And uh, our boy has an answer for that. So how much time do you predict we have if it continues on as it is? 
And again, Humanity. I'm not everything on climate engineering. I want to make that clear. We've, we've trashed the planet in the geologic blink of an eye, but climate engineering being the most destructive of all, I don't want to offer my opinion. I want to offer statistical data. We've lost 70% of Earth's wildlife populations in the last 40 years. Insect populations right now, today, down 80 to 90%. We have peer-reviewed study of plankton populations in the Atlantic, down 90%. No insects, no people. No plankton, no people. Tree populations imploding all over the globe, no people. We have atmosphere oxygen content is plummeting. If we look simply at statistics and graphs, we are likely not to make the end of this decade and much sooner than that. And this is, this is the important part of this equation. It's not like you wake up overnight and the planet stops supporting life. But at the moment in time that those in power know that the population is about to wake up to the severity and immediacy of what's imploding, we're back to the equation I mentioned earlier. Will they then, before that population can take to the streets with their pitchforks and torches and look for everyone responsible, will they put something much more lethal in this mix and level the playing field? And I would argue that's our most immediate threat. That's the, that's the whole juice. That's the whole juice for them, is that they're manipulating the environment right now and they have the ability to like poison us and do population control. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if we get ornery about it, we're all going to die. Right. right. Exactly. So, so I think that's, yeah. that's the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And so in the other thing too, is that he calls out that we are likely not to make it to the end of the decade or, you know, even far before that we're going to be screwed, which is, Seven years away, six and a half years away, too soon. Dude. Yeah, you gotta too soon. You can't prophesy like that in the next couple of years. You gotta extend it, dude. Wasn't the tribute trials and tribulations seven years? They were seven years. Oh snap! <laughs> Did COVID kick it off? Is that is that where it started? That's no. the first start, dude. That was the trumpet. The first trumpet. Yeah, the Trump it, Chris. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's some uh, symbology there. Who knows? Yeah, dude. Who We're to something here. That could be it. We should see if he's uh, thought about uh, adding some biblical flair to his conspiracy. <laughs> and needs it. And that's the thing, dude, is this. I'm just going to go ahead and give you uh, two chemtrails. Okay. Because he's so close sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes... He can almost taste it, but then he has to add nozzles to the outside of airplanes. I, I don't need the nozzles. You the the rain the forests are covered in aluminum ash. I don't need that. I don't need that stuff. Like it's all bad already. Like that la if you would have just played that last clip. It was money. It was all mm -hmm. gold. He'd said nothing crazy there. I mean, I guess that the whole world dies in seven years is a little crazy. But other than that, it was all pretty good. Yeah, we are having a, a real global issue with the collapse of our biological environments. Mm -hmm. We are seeing species degradation. We are seeing insect degradation. We're seeing pollinator degradation, which we need for our agriculture. 
to grow our food, we need things to pollinate them. And so again, he's not wrong about that stuff. You know, we're doing mining, we're, we're drawing all this water from aquifers. We've drawn so much water from aquifers. We've actually affected the, the spinning of the planet. These are all things that our hu humanity is doing. We don't need the extra step. It's happening right now. Yeah. And I'm going to give them, I'm also going to give him two out of five, but for different reasons. Um, I think he does a good job making it sound good, which I appreciated because there's yeah. some people that come on and they have completely quack ideas and the way they present it is also completely absurd. He comes in hot and heavy dude, full on crank mode for sure. You know what I mean? Like he it just starts like spouting fancy science stuff to make it sound good, which I appreciate it honestly. Cause I'm like, he's putting in the effort. So I'm going to give right. him a two, but what he's ultimately diagnosing our, uh, uh, issue as is is nonsense which is that all of our planes have nozzles in them that are shooting out chemicals that are being stored on air like all, every plane every southwest is in on this apparently you know delta's in on this all the people associated with marine on it like this would be spirits in on it dude spirits the one that's not in on it. <laughs> no one no one <laughs> brought spirit in. yeah no they one don't spirit. this would no, be get so those guys out of here this would be so vast of a conspiracy, so hard to contain. It's the same thing with like the UAPs. Whenever we talk about them, it's like, no, it's being compartmentalized, right? This would not be able to be compartmentalized. This would be an enormous amount of people who have to be involved for this to occur. And again, to what end? The elite, <laughs> the elite can run away from problems. They, cre they can create bunkers and safe havens off wherever they want wherever the safest place is going to be on the planet, which most of them have chosen New Zealand. That was a very good choice. Smart move. Smart move. But I, I just, I don't get it. Like why do this? Yeah. He didn't ground it. He didn't ground it. But if you want a stop Kim trails t-shirt, you can buy him on his website. Um, I might have to get one of those. Well, and if you send him a picture of you wearing it, he'll post it. So there's just a giant thread of people on the website, like at like, you know, a gas station wearing a Kim Trail shirt or like at the store wearing a Kim Trail shirt. It's pretty funny. So I'll check that out. I would try to make sure that I would take a picture so that you could see the Kim Trails in the sky. That's a great way of doing it. There are a couple people who you can also buy flyers from him, like stop Kim Trail's flyers. So it's people like at an event with their flyers, like flyering Sweet. for them, which is pretty great. So uh, yeah, buy his flyers, pass them out. People need to know the truth. Uh, that'll be the show though, Chris. We'll be back next Thursday with more. I hope everyone enjoyed the Kim Trails. Support us on Patreon. Uh, link will be in the show notes and uh, see you next week. All conspiracy, all the time. Later.